0: This is the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Hey, I'm excited to have you back for another episode of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast where we are passionate about building leaders because we know when the leader gets better, everyone gets better. I wanna say, as always, thank you to those of you who are sharing this on social media. It's a real gift to me. Also, I appreciate you rating or reviewing it. If you uh, would like to receive show notes, you can subscribe to the Leadership Podcast. Go to life.church slash leadershippodcast. If you subscribe there, we'll send you the show notes every single month, and you can cover those with your team. Uh, We had amazing feedback on our bonus episode doing Q&A uh, if you didn't listen to that, we released it just between the last episode on criticism and the one we're going to do in this episode. If you do have any questions, email me anytime at leadership at and we may do more bonus episodes dealing with your questions. Today, I want to dive in deeper on the subject How Effective Leaders Handle Criticism. How Effective Leaders Handle Criticism. In this episode, I want to talk about understanding your critics because they're not all created equally. And how do you respond to critics? I would encourage you to stay with me until the end because we're going to add application questions, and that's where we're going to put to use what we learn that will help our leadership. First, let's review from our previous episode on this subject. We need to understand that dealing with criticism is a part of leadership, period. No matter how hard you try, you can never avoid all criticism, nor should you try to avoid all criticism. While you cannot avoid all of it, you can minimize some of it by leading thoughtfully. We talked about how to do that. The first thing is we wanna build a positive culture starting with ourselves. As the leader, we set the tone We wanna lead from a posture of positivity. When we speak of others, we wanna be caught speaking well. We wanna err on the positive. We want to believe the best. We want the people in our organization to see solutions and not have a critical spirit. Number two, we're gonna create an avenue for helpful feedback. What are we gonna do? We're gonna build a culture that demands helpful feedback but discourages unhelpful criticism. You know the difference? Some people just point out what's wrong, Other people bring solutions. In our organizations, what do we wanna do? We wanna learn from people who care about us, learn from those on the inside so we won't be unnecessarily shot by those on the outside. Help from the inside eliminates trouble on the outside. Number three, we lead with the why. You're a change agent, that's what you do as a leader. What do we know? Uninformed people generally resist change. Why do they resist change? It's not because they don't like it, it's because they don't understand it. That's why we lead with the why before the what. We're gonna have critics, we're gonna have bystanders, we're gonna have advocates. Anytime we do something new, what does the why do? It disarms the critics, it educates the bystanders, it empowers the advocate, the why matters. Number four, to minimize criticism, we're gonna be wise in the way that we live and lead. As leaders, we're held to a higher standard, We're going to be wise, avoid shortcuts, we're going to live above reproach. We're going to be hyper-selective on what we say, how we say it, and when we say it. While we cannot avoid all criticism, we can minimize unnecessary criticism, some of it, by leading wisely and thoughtfully. So, let's dive into new content today. Let's talk about understanding your critics. When people shoot at you, it's helpful to understand who they are, what their motives, because all Critics are not created equal. There is a big difference between critics. There's a massive difference between an incessant critic and a constructive one. And we need to be wise enough to recognize the difference because our responses will be different based on the type of criticism that we receive. Who gives the criticism determines how we receive it. Let me say that again. Who gives it determines how we receive it. What do we need to remember? Here's a few things we need to remember about criticism. Number one, the criticism is often not about you. It's often not about you. Those who are most angry or most critical are often those who are hurting the most. What do we know? Hurt people tend to hurt people. I was at a gas station with my family one time, and I got out to pump the gas, and a guy came up to me and said, I'm gonna kick your you know what, and just started yelling at me. And so I told the kids, roll up the window and look away in case this thing went down. I was talking to the guy, and literally within about three minutes, he went from going to lay into me to head on my shoulder, sobbing, crying, because he had lost a child and was just devastated and had spiritual questions and didn't understand. Sometimes those that lash out the hardest or the most often are those that are hurting the most. We need to understand the criticism is not always about you. Um, I heard a counselor say, behind every anger is a hurt. Behind every anger is a hurt. And we need to understand when people are leveling us with criticism, it's not always about us. The truth is, honestly, I have never met a well-adjusted, happy, productive, and positive person who consistently bangs out hateful comments on Facebook. Just remember that. It's not always about you. If someone else has a problem, we're not gonna let their problem become our problem. If they're an incessant critic that's just hurting and always angry, we're we're not gonna let their problem become our problem. Number one, all criticism isn't necessarily about you. Number two, people are quick to criticize what they don't understand. They're quick to criticize what they don't understand. You know this because when someone criticizes us, we often say it's unfair, they just don't understand, they don't know my heart, they don't know my motives, they don't know what we're trying to accomplish, or whatever. The truth is, the majority of the criticism you get comes from those who don't understand your context. They don't understand your context. They don't sit where you sit, they don't see what you see, therefore, they don't think how you think. Your role is to fulfill your mission not to explain yourself to those who don't have your perspective. Just because they're criticizing, they don't understand, and so often we get really defensive, you know, they don't understand. We're not gonna whine about that. It's just a part of life. Our job is not to convince our critics. Our job is to get our job done. Let me shift gears slightly for a minute because this is important. I wanna take the focus off of other people criticizing us, and I wanna think about when we find ourselves being critical of others. The moment you find yourself criticizing some leader, some organization, something, pause and recognize this. We often feel offended when others shoot at us, but we feel justified when we shoot at others. Just acknowledge the irony in that. Uh, When you find yourself being really critical about someone you read about, I just wanna remind you, you cannot believe what you read or watch. You cannot believe everything you read. There's so much fake news and it's not just fake. It's grossly inaccurate, highly exaggerated, slanted, social media is gossipy, um, communicating partial truths that lack context. You just don't get caught up being unnecessarily critical just because you read something. I always tell myself there's more to the story and I'm not gonna get caught up with a critical spirit just shooting at things that I don't fully understand. I also tell myself this, what I criticize the most often reveals what I understand the least. Let me just shift it to you. You think about this. What you criticize the most often reveals what you understand the least. What we wanna do is we wanna train ourselves not to be critical because criticism breeds ignorance. When we're criticizing something else, we're not learning from them. Um, When you push back the most, this might be an indicator of where you have the most to learn. Let me say it again. Whenever you push back the hardest, that might be an indicator that you really have a lot to learn in that area. i found in my own leadership, whenever I say things like, well, I would never do that. That's stupid. You know, he's an idiot. She's, that she's out of line. What generally is true is I'm lacking in context to understand the why behind what that leader is doing. Not always, but what I criticize the most often shows where I have the most to learn. So remember... Critics often criticize what they don't understand. What do we need to know? Number one, all criticism is not about you. People are quick to criticize what they don't understand. Number three, sometimes your critics are right. Sometimes we need to learn from them because they actually have an objective view on something that we could do much better. Honestly, if you can't name a few times in your leadership that you've learned from your critics, you're likely missing great opportunities for growth. If you can't name a few times where they said, hey, you know, you're doing this, and and you actually learned from them and started doing something better, you're missing massive opportunities. Sometimes they're right and you need to learn. For example, I was criticized for years early um, as a young pastor for being too crude in my messages. And again and again and again, I defended myself with strategy, very passionately saying they were wrong. The truth of the matter is, as I grew up and matured, they were really right. And I changed my approach because I eventually had the wisdom to listen to my critics. There are times when you really, truly want to learn from your critics because all critics are not created equal. Some actually have valuable content to communicate to you. So please don't write off all your critics as uninformed idiots. Some can be a source of wisdom with insight to help you grow. All criticism isn't necessarily about you. People criticize what they don't understand. Sometimes your critics are right. Let's talk about how we respond to criticism. Massively important. You're going to want to get this right. How do you respond to criticism? Let's look at three thoughts. Number one, often you don't respond. Often you do not respond. Many times you don't even need to acknowledge the criticism. In fact, when someone is incessantly critical, they won't won't stop. They just hate you. They're just kind of Uh, always abusing you and whatever, the best way you can reward them is to acknowledge them. You're giving them satisfaction that they know that they're getting to you. Uh, Just ignore it. Don't even let them know that you know that they are there. Uh, Don't reply. Don't respond. Online, especially with social media and comments in the media and such, if people are criticizing you, I honestly, almost Always, 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 always ignore them. In fact, in the last 10 years, I think I can honestly say there's only one category where I responded and literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds where I just let it go every single day. You don't have to respond. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. If you respond to criticism, it's likely to grow. If you just have the wisdom to look away and to, to endure it for a little while, it generally will go away. Um, on another note, just because someone can guess your email, just because they get uh, call your office, just because they send a letter, you do not have to respond. There are times that you're going to want to respond. There's sometimes a category of some of them you just don't respond. Be free, hit the delete button. Okay. How do you respond? Oftentimes you don't. Number two, when you do respond, it's often wise to wait. Why? Because if you're emotional, you're gonna be unwise in your response. If you find yourself angry, full of emotion, don't send the email, don't send the text, don't make the call. When your emotions are high, your wisdom is low. Let me say it again. When your emotions are high, your wisdom is low. Um, Every time I'm emotional, I train myself to wait because in the past when I didn't wait, I always said something in a tone or in a way that I would regret. Number one, you don't have to respond. Number two, when you do, it's often wise to wait. Number three, this is what's so important. Lead from a deep and grounded confidence. How do do you rise above criticism? You lead from a deep and grounded confidence. As a leader, you must be able to say and believe with confidence, this is what I stand for. This is what I do. It's not just money or not just notoriety, but it's a higher purpose. It's a higher purpose. For me, it's spiritual. I know what I'm called to do, and I know who I'm serving. Whatever your context is, you're going to want to find that higher calling, that mission, that higher purpose helps you endure criticism from small-minded people. Let me say it again. A higher purpose helps you endure criticism from small-minded people. Ultimately, when you're grounded, you don't need praise and acknowledgement from people to be successful. If you live by praise from people, you'll die from the lack of it. We're not doing what we do so people will like us or find us popular, we do what we're doing because we're making a difference in this world. You have to remember this. You are not as good as your fans think or as bad as your critics think. We're not living for their applause, we're living on mission to do what is right. Someone said this, they said, don't let the compliments get into your head and don't let the criticism get into your heart. Don't start believing what your fans think, you're not that good, neither am I. But don't let the criticism get into your heart. There's nothing worse than a leader who starts to get defensive, who starts to fight back, who starts to get angry. We're just gonna move that aside and we're gonna lead from a a posture of calling of confidence, we're deeply grounded knowing what it is we're supposed to do. Who I am matters more than what they think. And your leadership, who you are matters more than what they think. Ultimately, if no one is criticizing you, you aren't leading effectively. Because when you lead change, when you are more effective, when you are more successful, you will have people criticizing. That's why I always say, I don't worry when people are criticizing me. I worry when they're not. What are we going to do? We're going to lead from a deep and grounded confidence. What I'm doing matters. Tell yourself, I'm going to outlast them, I'm going to outperform them, and I'm going to outgood them. I know outgood is not a word. I put it in there just to give you something to criticize, okay? I'm going to outlast them. I'm going to show back up. I'm going to keep doing this mission. I'm going to I'm going to outperform them. Honestly, the people who are criticizing the most often generally aren't doing much, and so I'm gonna find satisfaction from doing something meaningful. And I'm gonna outgood them. If they're gonna waste their time tearing other people down, I'm just gonna invest my time doing something that matters. Just keep showing up, keep making a difference, keep on doing good. Um, if you ever need a little boost, just tell yourself, critics are loud, but success is louder. Faithfulness is louder. Dependability is louder. Making a difference, is louder, just let them criticize. You show up and be louder with your life doing something that matters. Now, what do we know about people? Unfortunately, people are naturally critical. We're just gonna have to deal with it, but we're not gonna let it get in our heart. We're not gonna let it take us off mission. No one ever made a difference by throwing stones, and we're not gonna be that type of purpose person. So anytime something isn't going well, people are going to criticize it. If you're struggling in your organization, if your team is losing, if you're not uh, growing or whatever, people are gonna criticize it. Remember this, it's easy to criticize what happened then. That's what they're doing, they're criticizing the past. They're criticizing what you didn't do, they're criticizing what you did and you shouldn't have done. It's easy to criticize what happened then. A leader focuses on what needs to happen now. We're not gonna let the criticism of the past taint our hearts, we're gonna show up and we're gonna lead effectively today. We're not just enduring criticism, we're leading through it. Let me review and then we're gonna dive into our application questions. All critics are not created equal. There's a difference between an incessant one and a constructive one. Our responses will be different based on the type of criticism we receive. Who gives it determines how we receive it. What do we need to remember? The criticism is often not about you. Those who are most angry are often the most hurting. Hurt people, hurt people. If someone else has a problem, we're not gonna let their problem become our problem. Number two, people are quick to criticize what they don't understand. The majority of the criticism you receive comes from those who don't understand your context. They don't sit where you, you sit, see what you see, or think how you think. Your mission is to fulfill your calling, not to explain yourself to those who don't understand your perspective. Number three, sometimes your critics are right. If you can't name a few times where you've actually changed because of the criticism that you received, you're missing opportunities for growth. How do you respond? Number one, you often don't. When someone is incessantly critical, the best way to reward them is to acknowledge them. What you feed grows, what you starve dies. You don't have to respond. When you do, number two, It's often wise to wait. If you're emotional, don't respond immediately. When your emotions are high, your wisdom is low. Number three, lead from a deep and grounded confidence. A higher purpose helps you endure criticism from smaller-minded people. Don't let compliments get in your head or criticism get in your, your heart. Who we are matters than what they think. If no one's criticizing you, you're not leading effectively. We don't worry when we're being criticized. We worry when we're not. We're gonna outlast outperform, and outgood them. It's easy for someone to criticize what happened then, but a leader focuses on what needs to happen now. Questions, there are three of them. Number one, what is a specific type of criticism that you've let into your heart that you need to keep out? What can you do to keep it out? What is a specific type of criticism that you're tempted to be poisoned by, to be hurt by, to be distracted by? What can you do to keep it out? If you're in any type of public leadership with any type of real platform, staying off social media might be something for you. Not reading the comments in articles might be wise. I'm just saying. Number two, what is a criticism that might be correct about you? What can you learn from it? What should you change? Some of you right now, there's a consistent criticism that you're receiving that you are um, not, not taking seriously. Maybe you should take it seriously. Maybe you have something to learn from it. Number three, Try to put into words your higher purpose that keeps you above the lower criticism of small-minded people. Try to put it into words. If you can define it clearly, you can state it. This is what I stand for. This is why I don't let those lower-minded, smaller-thinking people take me off of the mission. Uh, End of the day, we need to understand this. If we have those go-to phrases, we can rise above those who would try to take us off. We're not just enduring criticism, we're leaders. We lead through it effectively. Being criticized is never ever fun, but I would rather be criticized for leading something that makes a difference than avoiding criticism and doing nothing at all. Again, a big thank you for uh, sharing uh, this to people that uh, haven't maybe been a part of our community. Thanks for rating or reviewing it. Be yourself. Be yourself. I'll see you next month for another episode of Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Be yourself, because people would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. If you'd like to go deeper into this episode and get show notes or a discussion guide, you can go to life.church/leadershippodcast. You can also sign up to have those notes delivered straight to your inbox when a new episode releases. In the meantime, you can subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes so that more people can hear from Craig's podcast. Until next time, thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast.